Can I help you guys? I need to know what body part to dip into an ink. Uh, me? Missed opportunity. What did you just say? I just give up and hope that you'll clarify. This took a weird turn. I have cousins who live there. They're weird. It's okay. We're second cousins. Stranger and stranger. Yeah? Maybe just a little? That's not the spice. That's the bourbon. I fuck your milkshake. You fuck the milkshake, man. I don't want that milkshake. I'll go put a milk mustache on now. God damn it. I made a great flapping sound, but I was <laughs> muted. Just a prick. All right, prick. Oh, to uh, get off the prick, I just wanted to mention <laughs> that. Oh, you guys want to stay on the prick for a while longer? Oh, hell no. You want to send out a recording of this into the world? Oh, good point. Don't do that. Hello and welcome. Thanks for joining us under the library. We're playing Call of Cthulhu. It's a homebrewed universe created by our very own keeper, and the story is made up by us in the moment. In the moment? In the moment. If you happen to enjoy what we're doing here and would like to support us, please head over to underthelibrary.com support to learn how you can do that. And if you are a GM or player of any tabletop role-playing game and are looking to improve your role-playing, you should definitely check out our other show. It's called Up Your RPG and can be found wherever you get your podcasts. With that, let's start a show. My name's Arthur. I am playing Buddy. I am joined by a full cast this week. Chris is here as Pappy. Scott's playing Eddie. Rick is Sam. Emily's back as Joe. And Wayne is Sister B. Of course, as always, our keeper is Michael. Michael, the show is all yours. Take it away. Hi, everybody. Thanks for joining us. I uh, want to say welcome to some of our wonderful new patrons. And if you two would like to buy us a milkshake, head over to patreon.com where you can do that. Uh, <clears throat> This is the disclaimer where uh, we let you know that our show may contain themes of horror, violence, gore, and possibly swear words because, well, we're immature people dealing with mature themes. I haven't said that in a while. You haven't said that in a while. I missed that. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, the uh, the other disclaimer would be if you ever uh, rent the unrated director's cut, hoping to watch an extra 30 seconds of a half-naked NPC running around with a hatchet in its head, you're in the right place. And with that, I'll hand it over to Joe, I, I mean Emily, with last week's recap. And why does Rick look so befuddled? He was confused I by your disclaimer. Every he week with your disclaimer, I realize that I'm not in the right place. <laughs> And I realize you're just talking about I yourself. Like, what the hell am I doing here? <laughs> Every week that I write the disclaimer, I think, huh, I wonder what Scott's doing here. <laughs> so true. All right, Emily. I mean, Joe. So last week, we met John. Five foot four, slender. In 1920s, Wyoming. It was June. And they were at a paleontology dig. I'm having a weird night already. Okay. <laughs> it's the bourbon. It's a really good story though, so I'm gonna I'm gonna focus. <laughs> um So they were at this dig led by Edward Cope Jr. And while there were many small bones at the surface that indicated it was a good dig site, 
underneath, they found a hole. It was about two feet in circumference that led deeper underground. I'm sorry. These are the things that happened. There are the things uh, that happened. You're right. Yeah, yeah. So, though John is claustrophobic, he fights his fear and agrees to be the first to explore the hole. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just going to be what it is. Um... <laughs> Back to that immature people thing. Make <laughs> <laughs> midsummery. That's just not good. Um, is Emily broken? I think she might be. <laughs> so, what is if we don't get a summary? He's bourbon broken. I feel like we're doing drunken history, but it's like a drunken history of uh, under the library. Of, of Monday. Ever broken during yeah. the summary. I owe all of our listeners a great apology. And... You guys uh, I think this is the best summary ever. Hey, did you happen to get John's astrological sign with those? Just curious. And I think he prefers Pappy. Not in his flashback. He starts out he as not, not in story the story right. In the whole sequence. Anyway, so they make him a little harness and drop it. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> You make me sound like a puppy. They make him a little harness. <laughs> or those when a little baby jump up. Not quite thing. what I was thinking of, but that's fine. They put um, him in a Johnny jump up. No, because they, they lower him down the hole, but it's more like a. <laughs> Mommy, teacher sounded funny today in school. Do a scene and then I could come back and read the summary. <laughs> This is fucking genius. Oh, wow. Oh. We've really lost her. Emily, oh, can no. you do this? I uh, Maybe we need a cereal break. No, I can do this. Okay. Here we go. You got this. And you're welcome to cut out any oh, of that. Oh, none of it. <laughs> so, um, it's a very it's a very narrow tunnel. So he had to shimmy. His shoulders were wedged into the sides. But eventually, he makes it about 20 feet down and the tunnel widens into a cavern. Below, 30 to 40 feet below, he sees sort of a glistening that might actually be the bottom, but he's not sure. And uh, he calls back up to the people at the top and uh, they lower him back down without getting any verbal approval. Essentially just drop him in the hole. And he's in this big cavern. A lot of the rocks are coated with a wet plant matter and he cannot see the walls. He walks in a direction until he finds a wall and touches the glistening substance on the wall, which is gooey, a little like, as our keeper said, seaweed covered with snail goo. Yet it smelled. This was quite a story, quite a story. And then at that point, there was the sound of crashing and crumbling rocks and uh, most of his crew fell into the hole. <laughs> There's nothing funny about that. That's horrible. <laughs> no, it's really tragic. <laughs> they um, were just in a pile of rocks. And um, and John tried to help somebody by pulling them out by their arm. And it was just an arm. A severed arm. He sits a moment at the top of the pile. I don't know why he crawled up the pile. <laughs> And it's hyperventilating because he knows that no help will come. 
John gets himself together. This is going to be the longest summary ever. Uh, he sees two additional caverns off of the main one, one smaller that tapers and a larger that's about 50 by 50 feet. He enters the large uh, chamber and realizes he is actually inside a skull. He examines it. It does not seem earthly. It's actually a skull within a skull. Finally, a voice yells down, tosses John a rope, and it is the rival paleontology team. What a twist. They're assholes. One throws a punch at John. John then tries to shoot him, but the punch lands and he loses consciousness, wakes later on a train to Colorado. He had been not only punched, but drugged. <sighs> okay, I think I'm in this now. So let's go to Buddy and Eddie, who are in the diner processing their time loss. They decide to return to the bar to find Lana, and she's arguing drunkenly with a well-dressed yet disheveled man who Buddy recognizes from the dining hall at the base. And this is the point where Eddie gets Buddy a root beer and tells him that if he wants to have, have attention to be able to get his own root beer, he needs to let the gullet flow. Uh-huh. As they are distracted talking about gullets, Lana slips out, and when Eddie tries to follow, he is inexplicably stuck in place. Cannot move for at least five seconds. And then he awkwardly lurches forward. They trail Lana towards the theater and witness her abduction. A man in a hat started following her. Car pulls up, throws her in a car, drives away. The license plate was L74FUT. I'm sure this will be important later on. Car speeds off and Buddy and Eddie, um, well, no. Buddy sees Lana in the back window and she's mouthing, help me. And <clears throat> Buddy shoots at the car, but the bullet ricochets off a wheel. Yet the car is damaged enough that it goes slowly, allowing Buddy and Eddie to follow it for four to six miles. These guys are in shape. Sorry, you don't need the commentary. <laughs> car pulls over at a gas station and that's where they stopped. This is when the keeper forgot. Joe, is an important point. Sam is dreaming, an insistent knock at the door, and he yells and wakes to knocking on the window. It is a policeman. He smells iron. His hands are dark and crusty. It is nighttime. Policeman asks him to step out and sees that Sam is actually covered in blood, draws his gun, trains it on Sam, opens the back of his truck, and finds something disgusting. He says, if you're going to kill something, use a gun. And do you actually eat this shit? And you're disgusting. And eventually, Sam looks into the back of the truck and finds a pile of liquefied intestines. No fur, just awful. O-F-F, not A-W-N. All right, let's go to Sister B, who headed, she left Carly's and actually went to Los Alamos because there's a friend there, another sister, Natalia, who is at a local Catholic charity. So they're working there together. And one of the residents is actually a man named Pappy. Mr. B takes an interest in him because he carries around newspaper clippings with strange and morbid stories and it piques the interest. He is also in search of the answer to some questions that might involve strange and morbid stories. They sit down together after dinner and they talk about some dark experiences that they've either had or read. Pappy is looking for his friend Boone. Sister B pries for information 
and eventually Happy gets real, leans in. What are we really talking about here? And he expl and she explains that she's actually looking for things that shouldn't be happening specifically to solve the death of her brother, Richard. Pappy is trying to solve the disappearance of his friend Boone, and Pappy asks, Richard Feynman? And that's the cliffhanger we ended on, because why does he know his last name? That is by far the worst summary I have ever given. <laughs> I think Thank was, you. I think Emily. it was pretty amazing. Uh, I do have a question, though. Um, Emily, what is the bourbon that you were <laughs> sipping before the show? Like what uh, variety? What, what brand? It? Oh, my God. Am I going to buy your bottle? Something a it's friend called, bought for me, and it's, it's really good. It's called acid bourbon? Um, I'll tell you after the break. Okay, excellent. But it was uh, like a friend who doesn't drink bourbon went into a store and said, what would you recommend? And whoever worked in that store had a very good recommendation. And I'm still sipping it. Okay. Lucy in the sky with bourbon? No, it was just, it was, the name of it was a man's name. It was Tom something. <clears throat> I'll tell you after the break. Thank you. Sorry, Michael. It's all right. Um, so uh, just a heads up for everybody. Your keeper is uh, a little sick. Not just normally, but anyway. Okay. Um, not news. Yeah, not news. And your uh, record keeper is a little broken. <clears throat> also not news. Not news. My, oh, my record's broken. It's the person who take notes, takes notes. The keeper of records, record, record keeper? keeper, record keeper. <laughs> oh, is God. that not my title? Can uh, I not no, be I, the record keeper? You I absolutely thinking, can, but I mean, you have to make if you small. Want me to keep your you records. deserve any title you want. Yeah, you, you just you have to make really small words for Michael to understand. <laughs> <laughs> I thought she was calling me a broken record. That's what I thought too. I okay, thank you, Chris. Was I, was, I was trying to too. I was I really just thought confused. I couldn't claim the title record keeper. What do you want me to be, secretary? No. no, no, you can have what I, I agree with Scott, Trans whatever Trans title, whatever title you want, whatever title you would like. Historian. Oh, I like that. That's very Cthulian. A Lovecraftian. Lorekeeper. Uh, mm. Best. That's the best. Lorekeeper. Oh, Lorekeeper. Okay. Uh, yeah, see, because so it's a short, short word, so Michael gets it. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Is four letters the limit? I think it might be. It's going to make things difficult. I like dead PCs, and I cannot lie. <laughs> All right. So you, um, uh, uh, what are we doing all here? All of those words were under four letters. That was really impressive. <laughs> are, you just want to roll? Me, me personally? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want you <laughs> am I, am I, I rolling for roll. friendship? Yeah, I just want you to roll your <laughs> dice right now. Huh. Rolling for friendship. <laughs> oh, that's a 19. Oh, that's good. All right. We'll still be friends then. Okay. <laughs> for 19 hours. How that works. Okay. Hard success. Uh, who wants to get started? What, what scene would y'all like to cut to? I, I think we got to go with Joe, right? Yeah, because oh. obviously, uh, <laughs> yeah, Emily's really ready to inhabit. Yeah, we can start with Joe. Yeah, but if we get any later in the night with Joe, it might, it might get, yeah, <laughs> it might get worse. Good, good call. <clears throat> All right, so we last left off. Uh, it's been 
it's been a few weeks uh, since we. So Joe was outside her parents' bedroom. Is that correct? It is not correct. Um, um, Joe, I'm sorry. <laughs> this is why I'm the record keeper. <laughs> <laughs> Joe had tried to enter her own bedroom, but she was overcome with memories and could not. So she was just sitting against the wall across from the door to her room trying to to get up the will to enter okay oh sorry that's just because i leaned back no it's, it's been consistent but that's fine oh how about that excellent is that better yeah. okay and hey. uh hey joe joe what are uh, you doing there in the uh you just sit there in the hallway uh is something uh, bothering you is that your room, room. Oh, have you been in it? It was my room. I mean, I'm sorry. I mean, since. No, I can't go in. It's clean now, but. And I'll just get up and I'll point to I'll, I'll walk to the threshold and point to the door and just say there were there were streaks right here. And I've walked up at this point, and I'm just sort of looking in with you. And they continued, and I'll just point down the wall of the hallway. And I just, I just wanted to go, I just wanted to go in and see if anything of mine was still there. Do you want me to take a step? Maybe that'll help. Sure. All right, and I'll just step on in, okay. look around, presuming it looks pretty sterile as the rest of the house. Yeah, I, I think that uh, we, I, if I remember right, the bed was stripped, so mm -hmm. uh, with just a, a fitted sheet on it, and so otherwise it looks pretty bland. It's been the house has been pretty depersonalized. There. So I asked Joe, where was the where were the where was the markings on the wall? Ah, uh, it was it was just <clears throat> it was on the door right up here, yeah, all the way down so, the hallway. And... So I'll, I'll keep her. I'll go up to where those areas she's she's pointing at are, and I'll just sort of use my fingernail to scrape a little bit of the paint and see is there still sort of a stain underneath. Yeah, and Joe, as you watch him do this, make a pal roll, and Sam, you can make a spot hidden. There's a great metaphorical oh, value that's in crazy. you chipping away at the paint. I yeah. rolled a one. Wow. Oh. So considering that I rolled a one, I'm going to pull myself together and say to Sam, <clears throat> um, I made those, those marks. There was blood on my hands. There was blood on my hands when I, I made the marks. And I'll, and I'll sort of stop peeling at it. Um, I got a 92 for what it's worth. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I had to make sure that wasn't a seven. A two. Oh, it's a two. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, That's good. For so you. I'll, right. And so I'll, um, I'll sort of stop and sort of brush that area off and make sort of a mental note and uh, turn to Joe and realizing she's a little uh, perplexed or distraught, suggest we should just head on out. Maybe uh, catch a breath of air and uh, 
uh, give you a moment no, here to process. With that one. Oh, right. I, I don't know. I don't know your I'm... internal fortitude. <laughs> Joe is speaking right now. Okay, Joe, you keep talking. Well, I think I just, I'm ready to step in. <clears throat> and I'm coming into the room. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Sam. Coming into the room and I'm just looking around and it is true that everything's sterile. Nothing that I had on the walls that wasn't blood, you know, like a picture or something. Nothing's still there. I open a drawer, presumably the drawers of the dresser are empty. Um, Did you have any hiding spots in your room? Well, so I'll get down on my hands and knees and just look under the dresser in the back left corner that's like really close to the back of the room. So make a luck roll. Yeah. Um, that's, um, that's probably fine. Uh, okay. we'll go with that. Tell me what you found there. Oh, uh, let me just, I just want to check. Cause I think I've lost them. Oh, it's fine. It's fine. Okay. So, uh, there's this box, just like a little wooden box with a little clasp, but um, it's not locked. It's just like a slide. And I'll just pick this, I'll, I'll pull it out from under the dresser. And um, I'll just say, I can't believe this is still here. And take it with me. Is that yours, Joe? Yeah, yeah. Oh. I just used to keep things that I found, things that were interesting. Is everything still in it? I'm not I'm not gonna open it here. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's fine. That's fair. I'll just take it with me. All right. So we can head out. Uh, I suppose I'll walk out with you into the hallway. Um as we pass by, we pass by the parents' room. Is that right, Keeper? Yes. So I'll just sort of take a look inside. Same sort of bland, right? Nothing. Yeah. Fur especially. Furniture's still there, but like family photos are gone. Any kind of personal artifact artifacts are gone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. Um, yeah. So I'll walk with Joe then into probably the living room or the kitchen. And, um, you know, I'll say, Joe, I, I went down into that basement. It's a, uh, Everything is gone. Uh, nothing there to really see. I think all those memories are uh, for you and in the past. And uh, maybe, maybe when you're ready, we can head on out. Even in the middle. Even in the middle. That dirt. That dirt's been stripped. All right, Joe. Make another pal roll. That's uh, a 34. That's probably fine. I missed a week and I don't remember my... Yeah, it actually is fine. But it's that... just a regular success. Yeah. Um, you you feel a calling down to the basement. You feel a pull. Oh. It's all gone. Every... Every... Yeah, everything's, everything's gone down there. The ground there and that center area has been stripped. It's uh, just the an salt. empty... Empty, empty room at this point. No, no reason uh, for you to traumatize yourself going down there, uh, re-experience any of those horrors. 
Can it's been six years. <laughs> what? What did you say? <laughs> I said, can you spell that? The horrors. Oh, um, you're talking to a child here, Sam. Anyway, I think that Joe is uh, going to feel drawn to the basement, but um, not to respond to Sam, but almost just to be pulled by him. I mean, walking, like feeling the, the pull to, to walk towards the basement, the more that they talk about it. Okay. And so Sam, middle. you're you're watching this, right? You're watching Joe casually as, as you're talking. She just glides closer and closer towards the basement door. And you would probably kind of curiously notice this. So she's doing this. I say, Joe, can you just 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 wait one second here? I don't know if you notice you're drifting to that door. Um, are you, do you feel compelled to go down there? Well, you said everything was gone and I just have. You need the to last see picture that I have in my head is sure indescribable. Sure. And That's if it's really all gone, maybe I can yeah. replace yeah. it. Yeah, that makes sense. Can you wait one second, Joe? Okay. And I'll just take, we're at like that center junction point. I'll take the five or six steps to the front door and I'll grab the shotgun that I had propped out there. Okay. And I will, you know, close the door. Sort of keep that, you know, not not hidden, right? The shotgun, but not like completely out there. Make sure um, I've got some sort of shells ready to go, and then sort of walk up and say, "All right, Joe, we can head on down." So uh, Joe will lead the way into the basement. Okay, and Joe, you head down, and when you get down there, uh, you you notice the same thing that Sam did, which is part of the dirt has been carved out right mm -hmm. that there's they've, they've pulled up a layer of sediment as you kind of stand in the basement you feel this odd sense of calm right you've had all this tension all through the house and now you're standing in this space where it happened and you really thought you would be overwhelmed by some kind of imposing memory or something else but instead you take a really deep breath and you, you're just you're kind of relaxed and you feel like in this moment maybe you can put this behind you wow as a player that's wonderful <laughs> you're, just you're not that, that other shoe to drop <laughs> I was about to say, you're not really that, <laughs> that naive are you <laughs> Uh, so, so I'm, I'm, I'm watching this and I'll just watch her. Yep. I'll give her the time and space, you know, to, to, to take it in and to have her moment. And after sort of a sufficient 30 seconds or so of silence, I'll say, how are you feeling, Joe? I think I'm ready to go now. All right. And uh, I'll sort of start moseying on up the stairs. Mm-hmm. Uh, you first, Sam, or Joe first? Well, the based on the positioning, I guess I would be first. I okay. mean, it's not like I would have swapped it. Um, okay. I'm not going to metagame it. So, yeah, uh -huh. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Sam's just going to head on up. Okay. And then, Joe, what do you do? Uh, well, I I will follow him because I do have that newfound sense <clears throat> of peace, and I feel like... Maybe 
this are you are you having that moment as a player where you're like is there anything else i can do to prevent what's about to happen no no i'm just i'm just joe is like starting to feel like maybe this building that was the source of her worst memory of her whole life but also some of her best memories could actually maybe be that first thing again like she could imagine being here and not just being bereft i just should keep building this up before you tear it all down right sure uh, all right. So as you turn and start to head up the stairs, you grab the handrail to go up the stairs. And mm. as you do, you uh, you slip a little and, and you catch the handrail and uh, you feel a really sharp sting in the pad of your thumb. Um, and, and it causes you to jerk back uh, and, and you realize that you probably caught on a sliver or a nail that was poking out. Um, but you definitely like, I, I mean, it's not bleeding heavily, but you're, you can feel the wetness on the pad of your thumb where some blood's coming out. Can I just ask a clarifying question? Sure. Is that the same? Okay. Uh, I, oh, sorry. Uh, for an audio show, I should probably confirm oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. So that's, that's the same hand, the same finger and thumb that I would have my nervous that's like, correct. That I'd been rubbing the skin off of a few yes. months ago. Yep. Yep. So. Yep. Ah, gosh. And if I look at my thumb, is there just a prick, just like a bead of blood or is there something in it? Uh, just just uh, like it's beating up and then it kind of rolls down the side of your thumb and then it beads up and rolls down the side of your thumb and make a luck roll. Oh boy, I'm in the basement and there's blood. And Joe, you you let out like a little bit of a, 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 a right? So mm-hmm. I would have turned at that mm-hmm. point, you know, being sort of a heightened awareness and sort of see this. Yeah, yeah, I am so damn lucky. Keeper's trying to do shit to me, but I made my roll. Okay, okay, it's good to know. But despite that, um, everything all right, Joe? Damn, if you turned around to look at me, you would probably see that brief moment where I started to find some peace is just hardening or I don't know, I I'm losing that. And I'm just starting to go back into myself because I'm just staring at my thumb. Girl, we just can't beat. leave you alone. You getting yourself <sighs> in a trouble left and right. Come on out. And I'll sort of put my hand out. And as I'm heading up the stairs, uh, we got to get you banjured up there. What you got there? A splinter? Banjured? Banjured? Banjured. I just wanted to make sure that we recorded him saying banjured. Oh, yep. No. There's a long line of Texas relatives in oh. my past, and I'm pretty I've heard a lot of words, but banjured is definitely not one of them. It's a badger playing a banjo. <clears throat> it is so hard for me to maintain the intensity of this scene. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> you get that banjured. We're gonna get you all banjured up. <laughs> It was so, just, uh, yeah. Can can you see anything? And I'll just I'll just I'd like yeah. to look at the railing and see what I mean. Is there anything there on the railing keepers? We're this is an a old house. We've been using this for years, and it's probably smooth and covered You're on mute with hand keeper. oils. And and that's what's weird to you is that I was going to say those things, right? You've lived in this, or you lived in this house oh, for a long time. You used to play down there. But uh, when you when you go back down and you look, 
oddly enough, right where the uh, the handle was screwed into the um, or the like, sorry, the little metal yeah. uh, attachment that holds the banister on the wall, right where that was, is mm-hmm. uh, it's screwed through and it's poking out, and you can see like a little glisten where it caught you and poked you on the thumb. Oh, so there is something there. Yeah. Yeah. Say, oh, Joe, that's just that's just normal, normal, uh, normal fixings here of the house here, biting you back. Uh, we should uh, head on up and uh, out to the car, and uh, I'll grab you know off my hand and then head on up, and I'll uh, take out a handkerchief, and I'll uh, hand it on over and say, oh, we can get that finger all wrapped up. After everything well, you that Joe's your been hand. through. But I didn't necessarily take it. That's fine. And I pulled out, out the. That's fine. I hand out. <laughs> I hand you the handkerchief. If you take okay. it, you take it. If you don't, okay. you don't. And I'll and I'll boost you up the stairs. Okay. Yep. Um. So I'm like I at just... the top of the stairs with the door, like like my hand on the door. There's still blood in the basement. I'm never gonna leave this behind. Oh, but oh. uh, no, are we I'm talking sorry. about the mist? It, like, did you just drip blood? Let me just clarify for myself <laughs> and anyone who may or may not be listening. Or is this about, say, the psychological traumas that you have been uh, 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 hurt hurt by? And is this character Rick asking character Emily, or are you really saying this to Joe? I've lost track at this point of I who just called us Rick is too. and I'm where sorry. Sam begins. Oh, God. So to be clear. Yes. Blood dripped off of my thumb okay. onto the floor. Right. I just saw that all yeah. of the blood from the basement is gone. And now there's blood in the basement again. And this blood. is a symbolic yeah. realization that I yeah. actually will never leave this behind me. Gotcha. And so if you say that out loud, that wasn't clear. And I did say that out loud, not the explanation, just the words right on. So I'll uh, head on over or by the kitchen. uh, Right. It leads out to the kitchen. I'm in the stairs. That's fine. And I'll I'll, (laughs) listen and I'll grab the the sink and I'll turn the sink on. Is there water? Uh, uh, keeper. Yes, yes. There's water. Yeah, so I'll take some water. It's all flowing I... so naturally right now. like giving birth to a hippo. Sounds like totally not uncomfortable at all. And I'll and I'll I'll take some water and I don't know. I'll splash it on my shirt, my sleeve. Well, I'll take. I don't fucking know. And I'll I gave her my hanky, so who knows what I got. And so okay, let's simplify this a little bit. And I'll head back Can down I the roll stairs for pow, and then come upstairs, keeper. You can just go upstairs. Well, I made myself this moment where fine. I don't Ma'am, know what's going you're on. You're handcuffing yourself. I'm going you just need to head your ass upstairs. I'm upstairs. You made your luck roll. Remember? Uh, yeah. For the record, yeah, the blood, oh, I'm upstairs. The blood in the basement thing was really easy to understand. Yeah. If you're not Rick, I, I thought it was it, a beautiful, super moment. easy to understand. I don't know it was what so the good. Fuck is going on before he asked you for clarification. I had written in my notes is that as a potential show title because it's really great. I, so I, I don't I'm understand upstairs. why it was Let's hard go. to understand. 
Cool. Well, now my shirt's wet. Do you want me to wipe the blood off of the <laughs> No, stairs? I'm fine. It's fine. Good? It is a tiny little bead of blood. Yep. Just a prick. Well, just a prick. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you all. <laughs> and I'll and I just say, damn so, it, Joe. And so I'll many potential so many potential show titles tonight. Head on over to the car, I suppose. And say we might as well get back to uh to the house. We might as well. uh I don't know where Carly and Stephanie are and whoever this Rush and Nun is, but we better find a way back. Let's go. All right. So head back I guess we'll lock up the house. Uh, and uh, hop back in the truck and scooter down back to the uh, old uh, old homestead there. Okay, and as they bubble off into the sub sunset, then we'll uh, we'll take a break. Oh my god! Wow, that was fantastic, <laughs> Emily. To be uh, fair, when you said when you said just a prick I, I thought you were referring to rick me too yeah, that's why absolutely that that's been... what was funny i wasn't yeah. laughing at the generic use of yeah yeah no that that was about rick all right let's let's take uh let's take a short break and and we'll see everybody in the <laughs> oh, we're not on break discussing this no oh. no absolutely <laughs> see did see that 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 we've been doing the show how long like you know it, michael says okay we're gonna take a break then i i actually take the break and stop recording and then we yeah. come back so now we're going to take a break gotcha. and then we'll see everybody on the other side we are back from break michael back to you well and then i'll pitch it back to y'all uh sister Excellent. and or eddie who are we going with buddy and eddie or buddy sister? and eddie <laughs> all right buddy, buddy and eddie buddy. i love buddy and eddie all right, so the scene descends on Buddy and Eddie. They're about a quarter mile out from a gas station where they can see the brake lights of this car that they've been following, right? You got progressively further and further behind, and the car has has pulled over into the gas station. The brake lights are on. They're pretty bright, and um, I'll say uh, I wasn't really keeping track of time too well. It was late, though, right? Yeah, it was nighttime. Bar. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was thinking was like nine o'clock when we were at the the restaurant. Okay, that, that's just the way it was in my head. I don't know if that's right or not, but yeah, or maybe so ten o'clock for some reason. Yeah, no, I, it was pretty late there, yeah. and then y'all went to the bar after that, right? Mm -hmm. So this is like this is some this is like one one thirty two in the morning. Okay, um, so nice kind of uh, chill in the desert air. And y'all, this—that's what y'all see, right? The the light, the break. Lights said, of the they're star. still about a quarter mile away from us. That's correct. Okay. Uh, Art, did you do did you do the and we're back thing? Yeah. Mm -hmm. oh, okay, I'm out of it. Sorry. <laughs> and we're <Or> back. <laughs> uh, so, um, uh, buddy's actually this is energizing for him because you yeah. know he was starting to get discouraged. Um, yeah. But now that he sees the the brake lights, he's going to actually pick up a little bit of pace. Um, but just before doing that, he said, uh, oh, I shouldn't have had that milkshake, uh, sir, Eddie, sir. <laughs> <laughs> hey, sometimes you've got to drink away. the milkshake, get, let it drop down the gullet. That's a good thing. So wait, hold on. Let, we got to talk for one second, buddy. Before no, we, we got to save her. It, we don't want him to drive off again. They're not gonna, just give it one second. One still, second. Still running. You better keep up. <laughs> <laughs> Buddy, 
buddy, are you looking to get a bullet in you? Because if you just go running up on a situation like this, that's a good way to get an extra hole in you. Okay. And as you're running, uh, the lights go off on the car. Okay. And uh, you see the side door open. Okay. And uh, one figure gets out. Okay. And, and head to the side of the road and try and, you know, get out of uh, line of sight. Okay. And as you're, as you're, I mean, you would be out of the line of sight because okay. there's no, there's no street lights, right? You're, right, right. Sure. you're well out of town. Um, only thing is here, we can roll for the moon. You want to roll for the moon? <laughs> the moon is, ooh, 70% full. So it's kind of a bright night. Okay. Um, but he's probably pretty preoccupied because he's holding his arms underneath uh, the shoulders of a body and pulling it out of the side of the car. And there's another guy getting out, holding the legs, make a spot hidden. Both of us, since we're both running up. Sure. Absolutely. Jesus. Go for it, Eddie. 15. Woo. Uh, Buddy, so... you see that. Ooh, you... I got a 10. Nice. Y'all clearly yeah, so see that hard success. that that figure that they're holding bucking. So she or she, whoever it is, is definitely alive and is fighting very hard against the men who are holding her. Okay. Now, posturally, is this? Um, oh. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. Um, well, right. I, it's the same car you've been following. There were the the guys that you saw get in with her and mm -hmm. and Lana. So you can. Pretty well assume that that's Lana that they're carrying. Okay. Okay. Uh, and are we close enough running. to see if there's anyone still in the car? Uh, after ooh, after running that hard, um, I'd say y'all are y'all are probably at a a much slower pace at this moment after following the car for for this distance, um, and uh, you're getting closer on it. Sure, make a spot hidden. Actually, you know what? What was your spot hidden? It was a 10. It was a 10. A 10. Uh, so I'll, I'll say that you can see that when they got in and out of the car, nothing. Okay. So the car is empty. Uh, now, this is a gas station we're, we're running up to, right? Are right. There, are there other cars around? Does it look like a legit gas station? Is there anything weird about it? And it did it look open, I think, is a big part of it. Yeah. Like, right. No, it World, didn't look New Mexico. It didn't look thirty in the morning. Right. It didn't look open. But as y'all are coming up on it, uh, one of the guys uses a key and unlocks the front door of the gas station and lets himself in. OK. Um, I are we to the car yet? Because I'm picturing the car first and the gas station passed it. Is that right? Well, the the in fact the car is just pulled up in front of like the mechanics bay, right? It has like one pump in front, and then there's a mechanics bay next door, and they okay. just pulled up in front of the mechanics bay. So then, did they come toward us, or did they go away from us to get to the door? Away from you. Okay. Um. And roughly, how far is it between the the car and the door? 10 feet oh okay super feet. close holy shit yeah, okay yeah, yeah. um is there any sort of cover before getting to the car like anything to hide behind uh roll for luck okay maybe there's a big rock outcropping or something that you can um yeah yep that's a success 
Okay. Yeah, there's I mean, there's several rocky features out here and you could probably uh, zigzag your way between them to get there. Okay. Yep, then I'll do that. Um, yeah. Still kind so, of in a hurry. So I'm I'm going, please, buddy, just give me one minute. I haven't led you astray. Just one minute so we can plan. That's all I'm asking for. Okay, really quick. I don't want to lose okay, him. Just really, we just, if we got to make a plan, okay? If you just go in, something's going to happen. They're going to put a hole in you. Or worse, what if they kill her because you do this wrong, right? Okay, I the lights. Him. What do we do? The lights understand. go on in the gas station as y'all are debating. Okay. So now the lights so are on in there down. and you can, you can, well, you can see them easily is what I mean. Oh, okay. right? You can yeah. see through the glass and you can see their actions. Yeah. Feel free to keep. So I'm going to say, look, like just for example, now they got night blindness, right? We're far enough away. We can still see at night, but they can't see us out here. That's, that's to our advantage. We don't want to go too quick. Look, sometimes you fuck the moose and sometimes the moose fucks you. You got to make a plan. You know what I'm saying? Okay, Eddie? but let's make the plan, Eddie. Come on. All right. So what I'm saying is we should find out. First of all, are they in there? Are they just going to shoot her right away? Which means they got the gun out. Are they going to ask her questions? Which is probably what they're going to do. You don't bring someone out here into the middle of nowhere unless you're going to ask them questions in a way that you don't want other people hearing. If they were just going to put a bullet in her, they'd have pulled over on the side of the road, right? So that means we probably got a couple minutes to think for it just a teeny bit. Are we going to go in and just you put a bullet in one guy's head? I put a bullet in another guy's head. Do we wait until they're firing away from her that she doesn't get any risk from this? Do you think that's what we should do? Well, I, I, these are these are tough situations. Usually someone gets bullets put in them in this situation. I'd much I'd rather, rather it was be them. them than us. Yeah. And So here's another question. I, did we see any open windows? I'm asking this just to Buddy at this point. Do you did I don't know if okay. I didn't so look yet close enough. He's, he's gonna, to gonna do one of these like peek up over the rock and look for an open window. <laughs> oh, you're muted, Mike. <laughs> you're muted. So Sorry, I'm trying to blow my nose with it muted. Yep. Uh as you peek up over the rock, what you you don't see Lana standing up. Uh you see her feet on the floor, right? As you uh, through the bottom glass of the door. Mm-hmm. So let me paint the picture a little bit better. If you're looking at the front of the gas station, there's an all glass door, which allows you to see straight through. And then uh, the side of the building, right, comes up about three or four feet. And then there's glass all the way around. Okay. So as you as you look through the glass door, you can see her feet sticking out. And there's a guy standing in front of what looks like an, a Coke ice chest like like an old uh, mm-hmm. like you'd imagine from the 40s mm-hmm. like a self-vend ice chest and he's he's reaching he's opened that up and he seems to be reaching under there uh looking for something like inside the ice chest like yeah for something cold okay but not like he's not like just kind of reaching down to grab something he's actually stuck his arm up under it and a really it looks unnatural hmm Okay, like underneath the the refrigerator part. Yeah, like he's got the lid open, and normally you just reach in and grab your coke. Yeah, he's he's got his hand stuck through it, like he's reaching through the like back. They've got of a hidden it. compartment. Oh, yeah, gotcha. like through the gotcha. back of the yeah. coke machine. Yeah, like yeah. there's something yeah. hidden. Okay. Yeah, so I say I'm good with this. And look, here's the other thing: for all we know, we go in, we put bullets 
on them. And then we find out they actually work for the government. We don't know who they are at all. So if we pull the trigger, we got to understand there might be consequences for this choice. Sir, Maybe if there's a way to disarm them, that'd be great. But I don't want to get a bullet put in me. I know that. I don't. I don't know, Eddie, sir. Uh, what I've what I've seen that goes on in in that that government facility, it, some of it ain't right. And kidnapping an innocent woman, you know, I don't care who's good... doing it. It's not right. If it's if it's I'll proper end... government, then it's police, and they arrest her in broad daylight, and they take her to a police station. It, yeah, I knew I liked you for a reason. Taking buddy. somebody from a bar late at night and then driving in miles outside of town to an empty gas station that that's not appropriate government treatment of a civilian all right i think i think i'm with you i think you're a good man so this is what this is what i'm recommending you tell me what you think let's go up real quiet like you and i tiptoe whisper don't make a lot of noise here let's look to see if there's an open window we can get the guns in there and maybe do some of the stuff we do and if not you and i do a countdown of three we go in and we take them out. Okay, so we use the windows if they're open. If they're not open, we use the door. Okay, let's go. I don't want them to hurt her. Good man. Um, I, I'm just gonna. And do, I'll let, so you're, you're younger. You're you know. So I'm letting you sort of take point. Okay. And I'm although you're not much younger, I'm still I'm not super old. Yeah. But. Uh, so I'm gonna head actually toward the car and go around the car to the driver's side. And I want to see if the keys are in the car. And so I want to check the ignition, the visor, and under the seat um, without opening the door so the light comes on. Right. Um, and try and take the keys if they're in there. And as he's doing I this... I don't think they had those in the 40s, by the way. I think you're okay. 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 And as he's doing that, I'm sort of kneeling at the back of the car, looking right at the door, covering in case they come out. Okay. okay. Uh, make a spot hidden for your key check. Yeah, I had to fail one at some point. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it wouldn't have made a lot of sense anyway. Because yeah, anyway, they unlocked no, the door. Yeah, there's no key. I was worried about that when they unlocked the door. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, um, then Eddie, as you're standing there, no kneeling. Or not sorry, kneeling. Uh, you you have kind of a a side glimpse of the door. You can't see all the way in, and there's light, of course, spilling out through all the windows. And you see a really tall form up against the glass of the door and it casts the shadow and it uh, big hair. It looks like what you would guess is Lana. And then all of a sudden she's being pulled away from the door. You can't see inside, but she's she's being pulled away from the door. OK. Hmm. All right. Uh, so so I'm, go ahead, Scott. I was just going to say, so I'm motioning to Buddy. And I'm doing sort of the whisper, and I'm like, they just got her. We got to go now. We got to go now. Okay. So I'm going to just quickly um, swap magazines um, because I had fired a shot from the other one, um, and I want to make sure that it's full. Uh, so I'll, you know, put this one. I'm, I'm picturing him with the, you know, the traditional MP holster with the flap over it and then the two magazines. Okay. Um, so I'm going to swap the one from the, um, from the gun with one of the fresh ones. Even though there's okay. only one gone. Okay. All right. Heading for the door. Yep. Heading okay. For the door. So, well, real quick. So there are no. So when we're this close now, 
Are th there are not open windows that we can use? No. Okay. All right, so it's time for door. Yep. Um, so then... So you said it's glass door and then short wall. Um, which side does the door open from? So the... Um the mechanics bay so just if you were looking at the front facade there's yep. a pump out front the yep. mechanics bay with the car is off to the left yep and then and then the main kind of glassy entrance is right in front of you okay and which side is the the hinge which side are the hinges on which side are the handles on are the yeah the the handles on the right side of the door the hinges are on the left it would open out towards you okay fuck okay um so I want to peek in the door um, while before we leave the car. Um, I want to see if we can see where the two guys inside are facing. Okay. So are you peeking around? Yes. Okay. Make a make a spot hidden. Um, success. Okay. Standard you peek around. Success. And. There, there's nobody inside. Fuck. Okay. I, I don't see him, Eddie. I, th I think they they went into a different place. Um. Uh, so then I'm I'm gonna head toward the door. Okay. I'm still kind of you know look like crouching low and doing that like you know crouch run thing, uh, okay. but trying to look as I go through the window above and through the door to see if I can see where they are where they went. Okay. In. As soon as you open that door, I'm going in behind you, and I'm going to sort of direct like you go to the right, I'll go to the left. Okay. So, so it's a small space when you go in. Mm -hmm. um, all, all there is when if you were to even before you went in the front door, there's at the Coke cooler on the left and some various snacks on shelves to the left. Mm -hmm. There's um, a desk towards the back with a register on it presumably for cashing people out. Mm -hmm. And then uh, the rest is just kind of empty. There's not much in there at all. Okay. Okay. So go in kneeling down. Um, Cause I'm assuming that they've gone back to like the garage bays, that kind of space and we're in the office that precedes it. So I want to be low so they can't see me over the desk. Okay. Um, yeah. The front doors open. And so you can just pull it in and, you know, stay crouched as you go in. Yeah. Is there a door to get to the garage area or no? There's not. Okay. Um, then I want to open up the cooler and try and look where I saw the guy reaching. Okay. Yeah. And uh, th there is. There's definitely a gap in the back of the cooler. It's about oh, four to five inches kind of tall. And it looks like it goes back into the wall. Okay. Uh, I want to kind of put my head down and look because I'm guessing this is a, a, a like a, a hinge to open something. A secret door. Yeah. Uh, um, and you, you can't see anything. It's just kind of a hole in the back of the cooler uh, that definitely goes back into the wall. Right. Fuck it. He's reaching in. Okay. Yeah. And you hear me saying, it's time to fuck the moose. You got this, buddy. <laughs> um. As you reach in and grab under there, it's kind of like the hinge on the underneath the hood of your car. You know, if you ever mm -hmm. reach under and, yep. and pop it that way, like old school manually. And uh, you are able to wrap your hand around it. And I'm just assuming that 
Buddy would go ahead. Before I do it, I'm going to say, um, get ready, Eddie. And then I'm going to pop it. Okay. And as you pop it, there's a, a releasing. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, you're pulling and to make it release. And as you do, the whole cooler starts to slide a bit towards you. Okay. Uh, then I'll kind of get out of the way and... Okay, and as you look down, you realize, of course, there's like this little arch in the floor where the wheels of the cooler have constantly be- been mm-hmm. slid back and forth in this place, and it's hinged on the left side of the wall. And so as you open it, you're looking down, and it's short. It's only about three feet tall, mm-hmm. but there's this, or the height of the cooler, right? Three and a half feet tall, and it's uh, it's a stairwell down uh, below the... It looks as far as you can tell below the mechanic phase. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, hold on a sec, Eddie. I'm going to run back outside, okay. go to the car, open the okay. car door, and um, reach up under the um, the steering wheel and pull the wires out of the ignition and tuck them back up in there so that if they happen to come out first, they can't start the car. Okay. And then go back in. Sounds and good. I've been sort of holding the the cooler to make sure it won't slide away. And then I say, now you hold on one second. And I'm going to go and I'm going to grab just just something that I can wedge to keep the mechanism from reengaging and closing. So something mm-hmm. to keep this thing from closing on us. Okay. Okay. Are um, you, are you ready? That makes sense. Yep. Yep. Yeah, let's go. All right. uh, so head in. Okay. You head down the stairs, and I, a lot of it has been carved out. Um, excuse me for a sec. The keeper is coughing. <laughs> a lot of it's been carved out, but you're definitely under the mechanic bays. And you can tell because there's some grid structures up above. You can't see up through them, but there's some metallic grids up above your head. And so it's it's this odd kind of ad hoc space that definitely seems like it might have another purpose, but then it also seems functionally like you could use it to get underneath the cars that are up above. Mm-hmm. Uh, do y'all have any kind of lights? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, no, got, I do. I have my light, but I'm not like I'm. If there's any light natural, because you said the lights inside were on and the grid's there. So if there's any light that's already coming in here, I don't have my flashlight going because I don't want to call any extra attention. So if there's, assuming based on your description, there's ambient light enough that we're not going to need our own torches. Uh, As you're, sure, I guess your eyes are adjusting and you still have the light from the... Uh, the gas station, right? The lights are on yeah. inside yeah, there, kind of bleeding bleeding down into yeah. this space. Um, it's super, super... It's dark up ahead, though. You're not able to make out what's going on. You're just able to kind of glimpse some objects here and there. As you okay. feel against the wall, it's mainly dirt, but it feels like it's been reinforced in places, possibly with uh, wire or um, like uh, steel grid or something like that. Do we hear anything? Uh, make a listen roll. Oh, uh, yeah, that's a success. Uh, oh, good a success. Where the hell's listen? Hell, 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 hell. Uh, it's standard. Missed it 
missed a hard success by two. Okay, and so you hear some you hear some voices mumbling up ahead, and then you hear a slapping sound and Lana screaming. God damn it! All right, taking off. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, and, take on and, off. So I'm taking off, uh, taking off running. I will. Um, so we don't see any light from that far. Like they're far enough away that we don't see their light. Right. Correct. Okay. So, so if I see that, I'm do I'm gonna have my my flashlight out, Same. and I'm doing sort of the whole like the gun flashlight combo. Okay. Mm -hmm. I don't know. There. I don't know if there's an official name for that. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, same thing, but um, I'm keeping the flashlight low so that it doesn't yeah. project yeah, yeah. down the hallway. It just gives keeping us enough to yep. to see right in front of us. Okay, and I think that we'll probably cut at that Perfect. scene no! with, with your flashlights <laughs> on top of your gun as as you're shining them ahead of you into the darkness, and I think that'll be a nice spot to, to cut on. Perfect. Damn you. So Sorry, fun. Eddie. <laughs> I have like... Two more things ready to go. Oh, good. Excellent. Just for this occasion, I'm gonna have to, to sit on them. I hope it doesn't involve a moose again. <laughs> That's just the tip of the moose. <laughs> Gross. All right. And then we will move over to Sister B and Pappy as they um uh, should we should we pick up right where y'all left off? Is that a good spot for y'all? I don't know. I don't really have. We didn't really have a plan. Okay. The conversation, and then the realization that we knew the same person. Okay. Yeah, that was like a cliff cliffhanger that we knew the same person. So yeah, okay. continue the conversation. Cool. Sounds good. I'll leave it to you two then. Okay. And then uh, Sister B would be, would reply because uh, Richard. Uh, what's his last name? Timer. Right. Yeah. And then and, and she's uh, would be aghast. He says, "Oh my goodness, that, that Mr. Pappy, that is my that is my brother. You're talking about this Richard is the same Richard that I know. That is my brother, who I don't think may be dead. I don't know. This is very very interesting. Very very it it. Uh, I know I know the name because." Uh, in the last uh, correspondence I received from Boone, he had mentioned uh, a Richard uh, Thyman, is it? Thymer? Thymer. Thymer. Uh, yeah, so that's why uh, uh, I'm also looking. I'm going to have a hard time getting myself jump started tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Words and stuff. Yeah, that's why. Hey, that's why I'm here too. You know what I mean? <laughs> So I, I, I miss Mr. Pappy. I think we need to do some uh, work together to find the, the true story of Mr. Uh, Mr. Richard, what has happened. Um, but we need some clues and you don't know, and I don't know uh, what actually happened, but um, this is where I have to, I guess in the time period uh, where Sister B came to Los Alamos Keeper, did she find out like where Richard supposedly died, like the house and such like that, his house, like it happened there. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that that would be reasonable given the other correspondence that's kind of subtext to what's going on, right? You would have privy to the all of that information as well as extra information that Richard would have sent you. So yeah, uh, you, you certainly 
you know, I, I think at this point it would make sense based on why you're there that you, you would know that. Okay. And so that would be my thing. Um, Mr. Pappy, I, my suggestion is that we go to the house of Richard, my brother. You've never been there. And I, I only know about it. I haven't been there since I've come to Los Alamos. I've been staying here at the, at the, with the sisters uh, doing the charity work. And I have not been out and about much, but I feel working with you, I have a little more confidence to go out into the world and do some more investigation. Uh, the two of us, the, we, we will work together on this. Well, to uh, uh, Pappy is actually my cover. Uh, you can call me John. Um, I uh, I had thought that uh, the, the reason why I'm being so open with you is I thought that uh, if you kept on with the questioning that you would uh, blow my cover talking about the supernatural and whatnot. And so you're not part of one of the orders? Oh, yes, I am. I am. I am a nun. I come from... No, no, no. You misunderstand. Oh. One of the religious orders that the things you're talking about there are, there are religious orders oh. specifically devoted to yeah and you're a member of one of these orders no i think you're talking about the things that are um these great things that are uh, looked upon as more very spectacular by some people and uh, no i i am not a member of that order at all i'm uh, i'm curious i I'm learning a little bit more every day. I don't, I don't know much about it, but I think my brother did know much. He sent me some notes and such in very cryptic way, and occasionally strange uh, symbol would show up that he was looking into. It. I, I first, I thought at first it was archaeology and looking into maybe you know things from H, ancient Babylon and Persia that he was doing, and then there was more curiosities to them that did not come together in good pieces and and, and from my world i come from it, it just i didn't want to think about it too much it did not mesh and then uh all of a sudden i uh too many things were not correct and too many loose ends that perhaps these things perhaps these things are more than more than i can understand and so well, there I, are uh, there are indeed uh, great evils uh afoot in the world uh, starting with uh, the Great War, uh, that's when we first got inkling. But uh, now with the Second War, uh, it's clear that uh, there are forces of what the religious orders, of course, rely on their own terminology, uh, conjuring up ideas of uh, demons and uh, and hell. Uh, that's why I, I, I'll be greatly interested in talking to your brother as a scientist. Uh, we're a secular organization. And uh, we approach the same ideas more scientifically. Um, but uh, we're talking about the same thing. Uh, there, are, there are forces afoot that could be the undoing of uh, all of humankind. So you seem to be saying that the, the great war that I had uh, uncles fighting back in Eastern Europe was perhaps not just caused by mankind and their evil, that there was something afoot underneath that See, our organization was formed after the Great War. Uh, I don't think anyone guessed that the uh, what was going on, that the Great War would have led to this. 
uh, my opinion would have been that it was just uh, a, a failing in the nature of, uh, of, of humankind. But uh, the fact that it was continued uh, hot on the heels by uh, where we find ourselves now and information we've gotten from uh, uh, activities that the Nazis are involved in, it's now very clear that we're dealing with something beyond uh, human ken. And uh, we have uh, had feelers out in this area. Something is going on in this area that I think your brother might have uh, had an inkling of or even been privy to. But he also told me, since you do from this other angle, he had this uh, friend of his called uh, Mr. Rutherford. I never met him, but he talked about him much. And he was a scientist who he had great suspicions that there was great science being warped and used by uh, forces of government. But perhaps this warping of science was in fact something uh, greater and more sinister that he was seeing. And maybe he had some suspicions in that area, but I, I don't know where he is either. He was good friends with Richard and perhaps they are together somewhere uh, searching for something, mm. or maybe they, uh, I, I don't know, have found something. Uh, Boone had also mentioned uh, Rutherford uh, he's another man I would be greatly interested in uh, in talking to. So, uh, so yes, if we could find your brother, Mr. Rutherford, more importantly for me, uh, Boone, then uh, I think uh, I think uh, we can help each other out. I think. So, Mr. John, I will just say this now: if we are looking for Richard, you know this, Mr. Rutherford, and this is coincidence is is so great that I, I think our coming together is uh, perhaps been forced by, who knows, maybe there are in fact what I believe in, these forces that are protecting us and these forces of good. I think maybe these forces have pushed us together to go on this uh, investigation of goodness, to find that, to push against this darkness that seems to be seeping into the world. I sense that and that is in my heart now that we, we are being guided by a light and a great power ourselves. And I, I think we will be protected by that. I, I, have, I have faith in that, because I am a person of faith. Whether it's a, merely a coincidence or a guiding light, I'll, I'll take it. I'm not going to uh, certainly judge you for your beliefs if you'll accept that, that mine are a bit more um, skeptical. Absolutely. The questions are, are welcome in all sections of life. It's good to question things and make more questions, answer what you can, and learn on your way. We make mistakes, but we also learn many things as we go along. We didn't both get to this stage in our lives without making mistakes and learning much. And I will use my guiding forces, and you will use your logic and science, and, and this will mesh together. And I think we will find other people. Uh, first place we should go. I had some information on... Uh, where my brother Richard lived. I have not been there. Uh, actually, yes, I have an address. Boone had provided an address where he was staying. Perhaps we should go there and look for clues. Um, I do not uh, drive car. I just have my suitcase and I go on big buses. I don't know if you are driving car either because you are here in... No, I, I travel. Everyone in, uh, in our organization uh, travels by rail. Uh, we, uh, we all... Uh, well, it, it's called the Council of Peripatetics, and uh, we all uh, travel the rails undercover as hobos, 
uh, and we have to give up all connections to uh, friends and family and uh, devote ourselves to the uh, the orders, uh, the uh, council's mission. That was uh, and speaking of which, I have to beg that you please uh, maintain my cover. That to everyone else we meet, I'll be uh, I'll be Pappy. You're Mister Pappy, and I am Sister B. We both have things, yes, that we uh, need to keep guarded and close to our chest. I, I too, uh, we must do this. Um, but uh, it looks like we'll <laughs> be uh, we'll be walking. <laughs> so uh, I remember Richard's house is back in. No, actually, no. Richard's house was in Los Alamos. Yeah, y'all are good. We're we're in Los yeah, Alamos. Yeah. Sure. Right, yeah. right. Okay, so we should be able to get to that easy. All right, or relatively yeah. easy. But um, in in a pinch, should we encounter a car that uh, we could uh, commandeer? I uh, I'm a decent driver. Oh yes, we will take it in the name of the Lord, and the car will be a wonderful car if that happens. In the uh, in the name of the safety of all humankind. Absolutely, it will be our guiding life with great big headlights. Um, so so let me gather my things in suitcase and talk to the sisters that I need to be going and change out of my aprons and get my other clothes together. I will meet you by uh, the the exit of this uh, soup kitchen in, in just uh, a few moments, as fast as I can go. Okay, I'll be waiting for you by the uh, side of the building. Okay, so Sister B heads back to her uh, humble area where she would have been uh, with uh, perhaps other sisters and stuff using a cot. Yeah, and uh, Pappy starts saying, get out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh Phil Dunner, get out of the way. Oh Phil Dunner, get out of the way. And he shamble, shambles on out the front door. All right. And um when uh Scott, you wanna give me some background on who Cully sold the house to. So I know who to play. Yeah, so um I think Cully was gonna work through he there was a lawyer if memory serves in town that was sort of helping him okay and you know in my mind unbeknownst to cully it actually was the government that bought the house oh interesting all right sure yeah so it that that's sort of how it plays out is that you know there's obviously stuff that I don't know about, but they'd lost some control okay. in what happened. And so they wanted to get some of that control back. And so they bought the house because they wanted to see were there other things hidden, blah, blah, right. blah. Yeah, so. that makes sense. Did Cully ever go and take anything out of the house or did he just like hand it over uh, mm, to the lawyer? Just, and... He had a small collection of things and there was one painting that he loved that reminded him of Richard. It was sort of a painting of Richard. Okay. Um, and then there were a couple photos of Kali and Richard and stuff like that. So just some a small number of personal artifacts, but unless the painting had, it wasn't the one with the map on it or anything. It was a different one, a, a portrait Richard had done of himself. Okay. Perfect. All right. So when you two arrive at the house, I'll roll for a little time of day here. It's uh, we'll call it six in the evening. Is that okay? Uh, yep. And uh, before we, uh, oh, perfect. So it's still light out, and uh, we're walking. Okay. 
uh, Sister B is going to be using her suitcase, but as she gets closer to the house, she is going to start uh, limping along, and uh, she will say, uh, and, uh, Mr. Pappy, I, I will lean on you a little bit. I am getting very, very tired. And she kind of and she winks at you. Okay. So, yep, I'm uh, helping you along. And uh, we we are walking down the the road, walk down the road on the sidewalk. We are walking, and I wink again, we are walking past house, and we go towards the, the front door and windows, and as we're doing that, uh, Sister Sister B stumbles a little bit and grabs her ankle, and in doing that looks, you know, looks up at the windows to see if there's lights on, anyone there, and such like that. Sure. The house is very dark, and uh, there, there's no real yard in Los Alamos that, you know, it's to speak of, but um, there's kind of an air about it. There's a lot of dust or sand on the porch mm -hmm. and there's no car anywhere around. Huh, okay. um, it, it just, it vaguely has this uh, mm -hmm. air about it of being vacant. Huh. And I'm I look and I said, Oh, I think I, I think I've got an idea. Uh, you wait. Uh, you wait here. Oh, uh, I will sit down. Oh, Mister Pappy, I need glass of water or something. And and she sits down. And uh, uh, actually, I'm going to go around. I'm going to knock on the door because mm -hmm. as a uh, as a vagrant, you know, I knock on doors. I see if there's food. I see if there's work. It's and not uncommon. Sister yeah. sits on the sidewalk and looks distressed. And so you're sitting on the front, uh, Pappy, you head to the back, you knock on the door and, and there's no answer. Uh, make a listen roll. Well, yeah, you don't hear anything inside either. Nobody kind of shuffling around or anything like that. Okay. I'll, uh, step back and give sister a little wave that it's, uh, I think it's safe. Oh, and then Sister B comes up. Oh, Mr. Pappy, uh, I will be right over in a second. And she uh, she limps over and uh, brushes the dust off of her a bit. We get over to the door and uh, looks, once again, gives the better look for upstairs windows and such like that and anywhere around. And uh, if, if uh, we find anyone in there or if anyone finds us while we're in there, just uh, play up the whole vagrant angle. They'll, you know, they'll give us the boot, but there's no need for them to suspect anything. Uh, oh, Mr. Pappy, I, I, I hurt my ankle and I am a poor small old nun. Uh, I hope we can get a bed for the evening in this nice place. They, they can't not cast out none. That is not good for their uh, well-being. If only were, you were more secular, I would uh, suggest <laughs> that you join our uh, council. <laughs> So, uh, uh, did you say you peeked through the windows? Did I hear you say that or no? Yeah, sister did. Okay, sister, as you as you look through the windows, you know it's it's evening light, but you can still yeah. see um, that there appear to be uh, or make a spot hidden. Maybe I should make you do that. Who knows? Maybe the window will break and poke out your eye. Make it a little Giallo moment. <laughs> I got it. I got it by three. Okay, so as you look in the window and you're kind of snooping around uh there's a lot of boxes inside and um the all of every everything hanging on the wall and left on the shelves has tags hanging off of it mm -hmm. um uh, such that everything's um 
been tagged. There's no evidence as you peek around that makes it look like anybody's living in there. It looks like somebody's organizing all the stuff inside. And this is exciting because she, she'll quietly say, oh, there's many things in boxes in there. I believe me even moved out. This is good for us to get a, a peek at things. And she you know, quietly says that. And uh, she'll she'll go over to the the door and uh, you know kind of oh I wish this door hand this door was open and she tries the the door handle and gives it a jiggle yeah and it's locked and uh, it, so is the door a solid door does it is it like one of those that has glass panels um it's a solid wooden door and oh. um, but with a simple doorknob sure one of you probably has a little lock picking skill right. Um, that was my last character. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I do. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, let me check. So the door's locked then. Oh, terrible. Uh, what about, uh, what about windows? Not very, very few people lock their windows. That's true. Uh, make a luck roll on that. Or, <laughs> well, I, I guess with a four, then as you kind of make your way around back, you find one, uh, that somebody forgot to latch up. So, and uh, as you are walking away to do that, Sister B is going to stay by the door because it'd be too suspicious to have mm -hmm. too many people walking around. And I said, "Oh, Mister Pappy, uh, I wish they had the bathroom that you could use. You uh, use outside. I will stay here and wait for you." Okay, so uh, yeah, I go around, uh, uh, look like I'm getting ready to believe myself. Look <laughs> around, and then I uh, take my uh, knife and kind of. Uh, get it under and uh, lift the window enough where I can get my fingers under Okay, and uh, lift it up. Yep. And then I'm going to look inside to make sure there's no one in there. Yeah. Super quiet. And but like I said, just looks like everything's been arranged in a way that like, like nobody living in the house would live like this. Mm, okay. <clears throat> oh, sister, I think I found something uh, interesting over here. Oh, okay. I will knock on the door. Maybe owner will come and open the door. Okay. Uh, and I'm going to quickly, uh, even though I'm old, uh, I am in very good shape. So I'm going to do a, uh, a vault and tumble. Okay. So um, I, I'm going to make an assumption here, Scott, and you correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm going to assume that Cully didn't actually go back into the main part of the house he didn't do any cleaning on it or anything right he would have that would have been way too much for him no, he would have handed no, no, that no. all he, over yeah he got you, the couple things that he got like they were either he could get them maybe by going to the basement but more likely the lawyer that he was working with he get he told it, it, yeah he gave the description of the things he wanted without ever okay. stepping foot in the house again Cully never wanted to go in there again all right so, Pappy, as you tumble through the window, uh, there's uh, there's enough light coming through the window. And what you see is you see an outline on the bed. Um, you see an outline in the doorway, like a white outline on the floor. And you see um, uh, you see little numbered signs on the floor to mark where shell casings would be. And, uh, of course, those would be revolvers. But, no, there, some of those weren't uh, where shell casings would be. And then um, there's a pinup board on the wall, like a cork board. 
that uh, has been put up that shows all of these photos mm. of the scene and what happened. And I think as you're looking at that, so you're in Richard's bedroom mm -hmm. uh, looking at the forensic kind of outlay of it. And we'll close right there. Oh, you have to let Sister B in the house. <laughs> Sister B. <laughs> she has to go to the bathroom. She's an old woman. Her ankle hurts. She's limping. She's thirsty. She's a glass of water. She's got to pee. It's terrible. There's wolves after her. <laughs> That's I'm great. Worlds, worlds are colliding. Crossing over from season two. This is great stuff. So thanks for joining us tonight. That's going to do it for us. Uh, if you are listening to the podcast, don't forget to stick around to the end of the episode for the ridiculousness that I put at the end there. It's the beginning and the end if you're listening to the audio version. Until next time, you can find us at underthelibrary.com. We are on Twitter. Uh, Michael is at underthelib. I am at tallandnerdy. And don't forget, check out our other podcast, Up Your RPG, wherever you get your audio. So until next time, for me, for Michael, for Emily, Chris, Scott, Rick, and Wayne, thanks so much for joining us, and we will see you next time. Sunblock doesn't work like that. Is it ALO? ALO? ALO. That's what you say downstate. Put your Wait, really? That wasn't on. a joke? What? No, that's, what, that's what my mom would always say. Put uh, your halo on uh, if you got a sunburn. Uh, we got to get you banjoed up there. What you got there? A splinter? Banjoed? Banjoed? Banjoed. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure that we recorded him saying banjoed. Oh, yep. no. I just should keep building this up before you tear it all down, right? Joe's coming out firing tonight. Keeper's trying to do shit to me, but I made my role. Get it together, Keeper. All the boys to the yard. My milkshake brings all the boys, all the boys to the yard. My milkshake.